Hello and welcome to Soul Talk with Rabbi David Aaron and Leora Mandel. Rabbi Aaron, we are living in overwhelming times of shock and tragedy in light of what is going on in Israel and throughout the world. And I find myself, and I believe so many can probably relate to this, and I'm just so overwhelmed, I just don't even know how to think about how I should be thinking about what's going on. And I feel like, especially in a situation like this where there's such tragedy and so much question about what is going to continue possibly to happen, it can be so overwhelming. I feel like I need some spiritual direction. How should I be channeling my thoughts? How should I be processing what's going on? Where where should my thoughts be? How should I be thinking right now? And how can I help myself in light of all the uncertainty, settle down a little bit with some perspective? Right. Well, actually, I think I shouldn't be thinking anything I should be doing. Hmm. I'm not going to be able to process this. I'm not going to be able to make any sense out of this. All I can do is try and do another act that will bring a little bit more light into this world of devastating darkness. And that's, you know, really, really all we can do. You know, I remember I was at a concert of Rabbi Shlomo Karlbach, and there were hundreds of people at the concert, and we were singing and dancing, and the energy there was incredibly high and and, and, and so joyous. And suddenly in the middle of one of the songs, Rabbi Kralbach stopped the song and it was very awkward. And then he asked everybody to stop singing and stop dancing. And we didn't know what was going on. And he says, friends, do you want world peace? Which had nothing to do with the song. And we were all taken aback by that strange uh, question. And we all said, well, yes. He said, I'm talking about brotherhood and sisterhood. And everybody went, yes. He says, okay, so let's do it. Let's do it now. If we could just have some peace amongst ourselves for the next 10 minutes in this room, that will be the beginning of world peace. And I remember feeling like, wow, he just put it right in our face, right in our lap. And I looked at the person beside me and I thought, you know, don't get me wrong. I love mankind. I just can't stand people. You know, (laughs) it's like, Suddenly you realize that your connection to the entire world and your influence to the rest of the world is the person next to you. And that's what we have to focus. You know, we have to realize that we might not be on the front lines on a battlefield physically, but we are on the front lines of a spiritual battlefield because every time we do a kind deed, we say a kind word, we do something thoughtful and considerate. Uh, that just adds more light. And that's what we need to do. And I can't make sense out of this. The the cruelty is incomprehensible, what's going on. It's just incomprehensible. My son just came back from the army, and his base is where bodies are brought for identification. He told me that he was uh, he, he got a lift from a doctor, who has been doing this type of things for years. He has volunteered to be, for years he has been involved with identifying corpses. And this man said to him, look, there's nothing I haven't seen, but I have to tell you, this this is extraordinary what I'm seeing. And so the, 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 the level of cruelty, malevolence is so unbelievable that I can't make sense out of this. And all I can do is do some good. 
mm. whenever and wherever with whoever I can. And that's my contribution to the world. What you're saying is not what I was necessarily expecting, not that I knew what I was expecting, but it's actually very powerful because I think one of the challenges of feeling overwhelmed right now is what can I do? And it feels like, you know, there's nothing I can do except what you're sharing is there's actually a lot that I can do and recognize the things I can do are actually very significant. And as I'm visualizing what you're describing as every good deed is there's a, we're living through a dark time, but every good deed is another light turned on. That visualization, because sometimes you think, oh, my, you know what I'm going to do? I'll do, a, I'll do a good deed. What will it really do? But with that visualization of a light turns on with every good deed that I do, every mitzvah I take on, that really is an active way of confronting this dark time by creating more light. Right. You know, our job is to bring more of God's presence into the world. And the only thing we know about God is God's attributes. So that means that to bring God's presence in the world means to bring more compassion in the world, more kindness in the world, more justice in the world, more truth, more peace. And when we, when we, you know, when, when we do a kind deed, we bring kindness in the world. And that's one of the faces of God. When we do a act of compassion or we judge a person to the side of merit, or we speak the truth, all of this is bringing the presence of God in the world. But when a person is in their office and they're doing a dirty deal, they're basically throwing God out of their office. You know, and then when we are not peace, you know, at peace with each other, we're throwing God peace out of the world. And when the presence of God is not in the world, then that void is filled with mayhem. Mm. And we lose our protection because we've thrown God out of our world. And, uh, and, and so what we need to be doing is bringing God back into the world. And one of the ways to do that is to practice peace amongst ourselves, within our families, within our friends, within our neighborhood. And, you know, and to get to world peace, this is where it starts. It starts with us and it starts with those around us. Hmm. You know, I'm realizing what you're saying is so powerful because... There's been so much evil brought into the world, but it's not just evil. It's evil brought into the world in the name of God. And that's even more evil than just evil brought into the world for the sake of evil. And what you're sharing, sharing with us here is, is that we our goal is to bring God into the world through compassion and kindness, which is are the true attributes of God. And in a real, real sense, that is countering then this evil that's being brought into the world that's being said that it's in the name of God. Yes, yes. Um, you know, that is super classy evil when evil dresses up in the name of God. And people are saying, God is great, Allah Akbar, and then they burn a baby. They sever the head of a child. I mean, these are the kinds of things that were going on. And, and that, is the, that is the greatest evil where evil is trying to present itself as if it is in the highest interest of the good. And that, that is the, you know, absolute insanity of, of all this. People who destroy just for the sake of destroying. Hmm. So in a very real sense, when I'm feeling overwhelmed, my thoughts are all over the place. It sounds like the best response to that is to pause and then say, what can I do right now that will be something good and kind? 
reach out to somebody else, call somebody, volunteer for something, um, find something good to share with other people. There's so much bad news. A friend of mine created what was called the Good News Group. And it's this wonderful group which everyone who's in this group shares good news that's coming out of this bad, terrible situation. And I find the more I check that, the more encouraged I feel about what certain, you know, I guess there's always light and darkness. If you're always looking at the darkness, it feels like that's all there is. When you start looking at some of the light and creating it ourselves, we can realize even with the dark times, there can be some light. And that's really what you're telling us. Well, evil wants to get us to give up. And we have to say, we're going to get up. We're not going to give up. And, uh, and, and that's what we need to do. And terrorism is terrorism. Their goal is to make us miserable. Their goal is to cause us such horror that we can't sleep, we can't function, we get into arguments with our spouses, with our children. That's part of their evil and part of us beating them and, and, and fighting them is not allow them to penetrate into our psyche. Hmm. You know, they say extraordinary times call for extraordinary measures. And in the need right now for more goodness in the world, it sounds like all of us should really think of ways which will come. We have to stretch ourselves. And when I say, when I think of stretching myself, it's going beyond the norm. Right now, so much darkness has been brought into the world. We really need to counter that with light. So extend myself more. Maybe normally I wouldn't volunteer to help someone out, but today I'm going to stretch myself and do that. Normally I might say something that is better left unsaid. And today I'm going to think twice, but meaning just beyond super, like we have to be alert now, but also alert for opportunities of bringing more good into the world. That's right. And, but it's important to understand that great acts are sometimes very small tasks. Mm. And sometimes we confuse ourselves and we discourage ourselves because we feel what we're doing isn't big enough. And, 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 and that's a, a way to undermine you know, you know, as we always know, every journey starts with a step. And so a step towards peace and a step towards love and a step towards battling evil is, is a step. And it's a small thing. But, you know, the, the tremendous uh, uh, progress is built up through tiny tasks being accomplished. Hmm. That is important because I'm thinking big and I think a lot of times big, but then sometimes I wonder, you know, how long can we sustain some of these big acts? Uh, It's sometimes, but this is why I think it's so important that you're sharing about the importance of the small tasks, because when I can, something big can be great, but maybe it's not even so sustainable. So small things that I can do will add into big accomplishments. But as you're, I think you're saying though, even in of themselves, something small can be very big. That's right. That's right. You know, uh, Rabbi Cook has a saying that great people do small things in great ways. Oh, that's consider anything, you know, beneath their dignity. And so sometimes people think I'm going to raise a million dollars. And if you can, that's great. But you might actually interfere with you raising fifty dollars because, well, if I can't raise a million dollars then you know, then what good am I, (laughs) you know? And uh, so it's great to think big, but act small. Hmm. So you're giving the perspective of try not to think too much, best places to act. 
And that's very powerful and super practical. And I can already see, I'm even thinking, you know, at first the response was just overwhelm in our whole family. And then slowly there were all these needs that came up in the community. And the more I feel like myself, my children have gotten involved in volunteering and being helpful, the more the anxiety is toned down. And yet there's still times where, whether it be quiet or maybe here sometimes noisy moments, we're living in Israel. So noisy moments where all of a sudden that anxiety can peak again. What, what can we do when that, you know, creeps up? Again, I really th- agree with you that overall, and it's a very powerful thing you're sharing, is try to be active. But still, there's cracks where that anxiety picks up. What can we do? Well, you know, believe it or not, and it, someone might think it's callous, but it's okay to, you know, listen to a kosher, you know, stand-up comedian. And so what? Now? Smile? Laugh? You know what? Yeah, for survival. We, we've got to bring a little joy in this misery. And and I think, it, I don't think it's insensitive. You know, I think it's in the interest of survival. We, we, you know, I think that's one of the reasons why so many Jews are comedians. You know, after everything we've gone through, how did we produce such brilliant minds in comedy? Because because very often comedy is survival. You know, if I, if I, if I think about it too much, I, I won't be able to get out of bed. So to crack a joke, to hear, hear a, you know, again, a, a clean stand-up, uh, you know, a kosher stand-up comedian, a little bit of five minutes something. I'm not saying we're, we're you know, but I, th- I think we have to take care of ourselves in the interest of the Jewish people. And, and, uh, and, and so many people are mourning and so many people are hostages and it feels like it's really insensitive that I should take a break. But no, I, I, how am I going to get keep going if I don't give myself some breathing space? And so I think in the interest of survival and in the interest of being more effective and, and uh, you know, and, and, and more productive, we need to be careful not to get drawn too much into the sadness. And that's why I, don't, I, I, I very much budget what I listen to and what interviews and, you know, and, and there are parents talking about their children and showing pictures of their children. And I'm not sure we all should be watching that. You know, as much as I, 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 I feel that, you know, it, it's, it's to honor these people, you should listen. But, but, but you need to know yourself. Whether If honoring these people means it's going to so devastate you that you'll get so depressed that you can't do anything, then, then our enemies have won. They have cashed in. Hmm. You, know, you use the word to budget how much you enter. I, I guess I'll add in the sad spaces of what's going on now and the sad stories. And I think that's such a powerful way of thinking about it. Because as you're pointing out, you know, almost think of it like money. There's only so much you have to spend. You have to budget yourself. Well, get it. You have to really be in touch with yourself. Is at what point? Yes, on the one hand, we need to, or may feel we need to be aware of what's going on to a certain degree to be with the nation. But on the other hand, everyone has to know, you know, my budget for sad information, sad news is up to a point in which then I'm actually creating more darkness because if that sadness pours out into my family and into my lack of functioning, then I'm not in a capacity to create more light as you talk about getting to action to do good things. I won't be able to. Yeah. Look at, you know, when we, when we become exposed to so much tragedy, we cannot help but feel helpless. And when people feel helpless, they start getting angry. And so in a state of helplessness, a person starts getting very reactive and, 
and and they 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 their they their buttons are pushed really easily and they end up screaming at their spouse at their kids and 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 we just we just allowed our enemies to cash in on their terror hmm. so ultimately this is why being in the taking care of ourselves so that we're filled up with good things is actually going to give us the potential to bring more light into this dark situation. But that's why I think the context you said before too, is take care of ourselves in the interest of the Jewish people. Sometimes people could say, Oh, I feel guilty. I just spent some time relaxing. But if part of now is saying, well, I need to relax so I can be better able to do more good. The context of it is so important. And yes. right now, or I need to listen to this comedy right now because doing so will enable me to do more good. I'll be in a better state of mind to be available to my family later. Right. I, I have to take a break from this pain and in order to be able to cope with the pain. Hmm. Knowing how to do that, then it's also like it's almost like creating an island within we're in a sea of tears right now. And you have to create islands where we ourselves can sort of go under. Well, we, what do you mean? We don't want to go under. We want to get up. <laughs> we want to get up. So we have to create an island on which, I mean, islands of time, islands of space within the Sea of Tears, I guess I'm thinking metaphorically here, yes. in which yes. we can have a place to, to be able to stay afloat. Absolutely. And I think a person has to be very, very, very careful because you have to take care of yourself. You have to be able to get up in the morning, be productive, and continue to do good hmm. and a person gets helpless and despaired and miserable and de depressed you know then we're we, we're losing the war hmm. and people think that the, the you know the, the the front lines of fighting that battle is down by aza but the truth is the front line is wherever you are and whatever battle you need to you know you need to wage and sometimes it's the battle of with depression uh, and the battle of being um, uh, being cautious of what visit visions and pictures and and interviews you're going to allow into your soul that will just be too much for you to handle and not be able to do what you need to be doing. Hmm. Well, Rabbi, I really want to thank you because I feel like uh, I I wasn't sure what you were going to say and. I feel like this is a situation where it can feel like there's nothing that most of us can do. And yet what you're really sharing is there's so much we can do. And our goal really needs to be on keeping ourselves in a state of mind where we can be actively bringing more light into the world, bringing more goodness and more of God, the way he wants to be manifested here in this world, into the world. I want to thank you all for joining us. Soul Talk Rabbi David Aaron and Leora Mandel. May we be blessed to bring more light and more of godliness into the world. 